maybe I shouldn't tell that story. <laughs> maybe some teachers are going to throw something at me. <laughs> Does the Lord want to speak? I don't know. What'd you do, Nathan? To drool on the soundboard again? <laughs> Told you, Joseph, he'd go to sleep or something. But uh, there's always one in the class, right? It's like, hey, teacher, you're supposed to uh, take up our sentences, right? There's always one, right? And uh, that one got beat up on the playground that day. But uh, <laughs> So I didn't have my sentences, you know. But I, I had my fingers crossed, hoping all morning the teacher wouldn't ask for him, and she probably wouldn't have if it hadn't been for that, that one student who wasn't a girl, happened to be a boy. Most times, I don't want to stereotype, but a lot of times it's those real smart girls, right, that want to make sure that their work is, is graded in some way, but this happened to be a boy. But I sent an email out this week and said, hey, bring your goal sheet. So I won't ask for uh, your hands to go up, but I did bring mine, all right? So hopefully you brought yours um, Carrie's not here this morning because uh, she's like, I don't have mine. And so uh, <laughs> she does have hers somewhere, but she's teaching. And I'm like, how many people aren't going to come to church this morning because I'm asking for the goal sheet? But I did make some copies. This is the mercy and grace. The Lord, I was reading this morning, said he requires mercy more than sacrifice, right? That was the same chapter in Matthew. So I did bring some sheets that we'll get to. And hopefully you've got some in your head. And, you know, I said this in January. What I've titled this this morning is the review before the test. You know, uh, I know we're in test season right now, EOGs or EOCs and AP and all that. I mean, actually, it's almost done, or maybe it's over at this point. But um, it is kind of the review for the test. But, you know, the first of the year when we started talking about goals, I said some of you will like this because you're, you're um, ordered and, and you like putting stuff on paper. And then some of you are not as ordered, and there's nothing wrong with either side. But this will be a struggle to put some of this on paper. And, and, you know, Michael hasn't done this. Let's just call him out on this. He's like, I don't ever do goals. And I'm like, you rebellious associate pastor. How can anyone, how can we expect anyone to do that if you don't do it, right? So uh, he's going to do it today. <laughs> We're just getting it all out there. So, uh, Craig, I don't want you to be the only one shamed in the church this morning. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll get to all this in a minute. But, um. I was at a baseball game, I think Thursday night, um, one of Nathan's baseball games, and he's playing City League, and it's interesting, out of the nine teams, four and a half are from Summerfield, where we used to play baseball, so it's almost like a family reunion in some ways, because you see people you haven't seen in a number of years, and so this uh, one dad I was talking to, I hadn't seen him in a few years, and we were talking, and his wife was standing there, and then a couple other moms came up and started talking to her, and then I sat down, but I could still kind of hear bits and pieces of their conversation, and I heard the moms say, oh, yeah, I'm just cruising through life right now, paycheck to paycheck, get paid every two weeks, life's good. And, but you could also detect there was something else in her voice that, yeah, she was saying that, but I don't think she really believed that in some ways. And it struck me that this is what we've been talking about um, really for the last year, year and a half, is not living on cruise control, not just living paycheck to paycheck. Some of you may have to live paycheck to paycheck because you don't make a lot, but not just saying, hey, I'm just going to get paid this week and I'm just here going through the motions. I'm just doing this, 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 and this. And hopefully when I get to heaven, the Lord will say, hey, good job. But we've talked about that there's more that God wants in our lives. There's, there's a stepping out of the boat. There's a breaking off of things, the limits. There's um, all things being new, I think, is, is one of the themes that we've, we've talked about. Burning the plow and slaughtering the oxen. Just that the Lord wants more of us. And a lot of times, it's a struggle for us to step out of the boat, 
to get our foot in the water um, or get our body in the water or stepping out on the water and beginning to walk that way. And so part of this goal sheet is, is allowing you to be able to dream a little bit as we sought God back in January. And so we want to come back and review this. I said we would do it every month, but then I was gone for, for six weeks and then just kind of life happened. And, and I've been wanting to do this, but, you know, just life happens sometimes. So we're going to review it now. Six months is good, maybe, versus every month. But, you know, early in the year, I just want to go back and talk about some things that we, we, we spoke about in January. And we were looking kind of at the theme in our prayer and fasting time about all things new. Not just some things or a few things, but, but really asking the Lord, all things new, meaning, Lord, what are you doing in our lives? Not just maybe spiritually, but, but physically, what are you doing? Do you want me to eat better and exercise and, and, and you know, get uh, healthy in that area? Or emotionally, is there some stuff that's there in my heart? The, we don't have the icebergs, the stuff under the water sometimes we don't deal with. Or even vocationally, what do I need to do to better myself career-wise to position myself where God may be taking me at some point? Or theologically, what are some of the theological things that I want to study and and just be more in tune with? Or or some things I've heard, is it theologically sound? Let me go dig through the Bible or or read some stuff and just make sure that what I've heard and, and what I've been taught in the past is correct theology and so forth. And so we looked at at some areas that if all things are going to be new, there's, there's kind of three important components of being able to step into what the Lord is telling us to do. One was identity. And we spent a couple of weeks talking about identity, knowing who you are in Christ. And I shared that it's important that you don't just know it as a brain function, but you know it more as a spinal function, meaning that it just, you just know it, that you know you're a son or daughter of the true living God. You're God's workmanship. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're forgiven. You're chosen. And we went through a list of things, and, and there were some exercises we did where you were naming uh, who you are in Christ to your partner, and then you were telling them who they were and, and all these different things. And so hopefully you still have that tucked in your Bible with your goal sheet. Um, if not, I'll, I'll show you where you can find it on Google and just continue to to know who you are in Christ is very, very important. Second is we talked about vision and not just having um, a vision, but really a revelation, a picture from God um, about where he's leading you. You know, you just don't get in the car and say, hey, we're going on vacation to the beach and hey, I want to go that way. And the Lord well, not necessarily the Lord, but you're still in the car driving. But the beach is that way, right? Sometimes we, we're with the Lord. We say, Lord, I want to go that way. And the Lord's saying, that's fine. And, and yeah, okay, that's good. But this is where I want you to go. This is the direction. But we don't always have that picture. And I think, Ivor, you talked about that. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. you got to know your why before you know your what. Isn't that right? And that, that kind of fit along with it, the why, that picture, why am I doing the Lord giving us that revelation and why am I doing this? And when we looked at Elijah, um, the, yeah, Elijah, calling Elisha, that um, in 1 Kings 19, let me read a couple of these um, verses here. It says in verse 19 of, of 1 Kings 19, it says, Elijah left there and found Elisha as he was plowing. Twelve teams of oxen were in front of him, and he's with the twelfth team. Elijah walked by him and threw his mantle over him. Elijah left the ox and ran to follow Elijah and said, Please let me kiss my mother and my father, and then I will follow you. Go back, he replied, for, for, what, for what have I done to you? So he turned back from following him, took the team of oxen and slaughtered them. And with the oxen's wooden yoke and plow, he cooked the meat and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he left and followed Elijah and served him. And this is what we were talking about, this, that, that normalcy of life, the cruise control part of life. Elijah's out plowing fields, 
doing what God had called him to do in that moment, um, obviously doing well because there were 12 teams, um, 11 in front of him, and he could have lived that life out and been successful. You know, could have been well-known in the community, could have good impact, great impact in some ways, but God was calling him something bigger, something else, something that had maybe more impact in, in a lot of ways. And Elijah had a choice, or Elisha had a choice. He could have stayed plowing or he could have burned the plow and slaughtered the oxen and followed Elijah to go into the ministry in some ways. And he chose to do that because I believe God had given them a revelation beforehand. God had given him a picture of where God was going to take him and he stepped into that. And a lot of times we have that revelation, that vision, that, that idea of where God is taking us, but there can be a reluctance that's there. And that kind of goes into the third part, a boldness. Having a boldness, allowing God to help us overcome our fears, allowing God to help us overcome our reluctance. You know, a lot of times, and we talked about this when we, we talked about stepping out of the boat, a lot of times people get to the edge, and they've moved off the bottom of the boat, but they're at the edge, and they're like, well, I've moved. Look at all the other people sitting in the bottom of the boat. We play this comparison game a lot of times. I'm further along. I'm more spiritual. You know, I prophesy, or, or I speak in tongues, or I do this. Fine, but you're still in the boat, and the Lord is wanting us to step out onto the water, into the water, fully and completely. Some of us have a big toe in the water. Some of us have, have our foot on the water, but not both feet because there's this lack of boldness. You know, we can know who we are. It's a little bit easier to know who we are in Christ. If we can ask God for a picture. Sometimes we don't like that picture because it's bigger. It's, it's fearful. It's, it's getting us out of our comfort zone. Thus, we need that boldness because we can be very reluctant. In Judges chapter 4, we looked at this with Deborah and, and, and Barak. Uh, chapter 4 Verse 6, I believe, is, is where we start. It says, So she summoned Barak and said to him, Hasn't the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you, Go deploy the troops on Mount Tabor and take with you 10,000 men? Then I will lure Sisera, the commander of uh, Jabin's forces, his chariots and his army, uh, to fight against you, and I will hand them over to you. So this is the word that had been given to Barak. But for some reason, he hadn't acted upon it. You know, he had the picture the Lord had given him. He knew who he was. He knew he was a commander. He knew he was a fighting person. He knew who he was. But, but he hadn't done it for some reason. In verse 8, it says, Barak said to her, If you will go with me, I will go. But if you're not willing to go with me, I will not go. So it, it shows there was a fear, a reluctance. And a lot of times we have those fears, those reluctance reluctancies, things of reluctance that, that keep us and hold us back from really stepping into the place where God wants us to. And so that's why I wanted just to pause a little bit this morning in, in our daily life, our church calendar, whatever it may be, and say, where are we? You know, we make these New, Year rev, New Year's revel, resolutions and only 8% hold after two or three weeks. And what about in February, March, April? Now we're, we're coming into June. What are some of the goals that you set this year? Have you forgotten about those goals? Have they just kind of been tucked away in some way? Well, you know, I, I gave it a good try and, and I, you know, this happened or that happened. But sometimes we got to dust them off and say, okay, Lord, let's look at them. And we remember the Lord spoke this or the Lord spoke that. Abraham, when he came into the land of Canaan, he built an, an altar basically. And as he went to Egypt and he came back, he passed right by and it was a reminder of the covenant God had given him. And I think there's three other times, there might be more than that, that Abraham came to that place as a reminder of what the Lord had spoken to him. When the Israelites crossed the Jordan into the, into the promised land, 
uh, generations later, they built an altar, 12 stones, as a reminder to all the, all the tribes of Israel of what the Lord had done in bringing them out of Egypt and through the desert and across the Jordan to be a reminder to them when they started doubting, is the Lord really with us or not? Now, I don't know if they always held true to that. Sometimes we're like the Israelites where, yeah, God, we're, we're here with you, but as time kind of passes or there's time put in between that, we, we, we lose some of our passion, we lose some of our zeal with it. And so that's why I just want to stop here this morning. And, and I brought, a, I have a slide I'm going to bring up, and then we'll pass out these. Do we have the PowerPoint slide? Just asking your questions, or these questions. Sorry it's a little bit smaller and you can move around, but is your identity affecting you from accomplishing them, them being your goals? And then number two, is your lack of vision or revelation stopping you from accomplishing them? And three, is fear or reluctance holding you back from accomplishing them. And then the bottom part, what changes do you need to make? What new goals do you need to set going forward for the rest of the year? And so that's what I want to do. Um, I've got these sheets, and, and we'll maybe pass them out. Hopefully we have enough. If not, we'll make some more copies. And I've got pens here as well. So we're just going to take a few minutes, and if you have it on your phone, you can pull it out. If you have the hard copy, you can pull it out. If you forgot it at home, I know some of you probably forgot them at home. That's the grace right there. Then you can certainly uh, just revisit them a little bit. But I just want you to look at this. And what we looked at were four different areas of our life. Personal. What's, what's a personal goal area? And it could be getting in shape, could be serving, could be reading through the Bible. It could be being more grateful. Mine just to let you know, and I think I mentioned this a month or so ago, was to read 12 books throughout the year. Three, I mean, 12 certain types, like more Christian-based books. Um, I wouldn't say self-help, what non-fiction type books. I'm on number four, or just finished number four, so I'm a little bit behind, but, but I'm catching up. i got four books I'm reading probably right now, so I'll get to it in time. Family, in regards to family, restoration of relationships, household salvation, regular family devotion. Um, career in school, excellence in your grades, promotion, taking on more leadership responsibility, and then ministry, intentional to reach out to others, discipling two people, whatever it may be. Those are just some, some guidelines um, that were there. Do we have enough of the sheets? Oh, okay, I've got the master. You want the master copy, Ben? All right. Okay. Anyone else need one? Here's one spear.
about three more minutes. All right, you can stop, put your pins down for a second. You can finish this up if you didn't have time to finish or come back to it. I encourage you to do that. Um, you know, one component I think is um, helping or will help is, is that of accountability, that of uh, letting someone else know what your goals are. Because a lot of times we say, well, God's gonna, the one that's going to hold me accountable. Yeah, well... We know how that works out a lot of times, you know, because oh, God's gracious, God's merciful, God will forgive me. Um, you know, accountability, we've talked about this, you know, accountability is not necessarily sitting down with someone and saying, okay, I didn't do my stuff, and the person saying, well, I can't believe you didn't do your stuff, you know, you got to do better. It's, it's really come along beside and as, a, as a way of encouraging someone, like, where are you with your goal? Um, you know, maybe you want to hit the gym three or four times and, and ride the bike, you know, 30 minutes or something, and, and you haven't been doing that, and the person comes along beside you and saying, you know, how, how are you doing with your goal? And you're like, well, I only made it one time in the last four weeks because of, of this, this, and this. Well, what, what obstacles or what challenges are you facing? How can I help you um, overcome? How can I pray for you and all that? It's, it's coming along beside. And so without that, sometimes it can be hard to 
to achieve that certain goal because we do fudge and cheat sometimes and we're only kind of cheating ourselves. Um, and so I just encourage you to find someone and pray. And more, more than accountability, it's really almost a prayer partner, um, someone that's praying with you and, and for your goals. And um, I, I don't have your permission to share this, but I'm going to share it anyway. But I know Kristen, and most of you know Kristen's written a book, right? Yeah. yeah? And she's trying to get it published now, and, and maybe you've gotten her GoFundMe. I'm not trying to put a plug in for you, um, but I know she sent out a Go, GoFundMe thing. So if you feel led, then please do that. But my point is, I know she has someone that she's been accountable with, that, um, and someone else that already published, right? So they've been encouraging each other, reading each other's book, and kind of maybe editing a little bit. You can correct me. I don't know the full details. But just that they, they talk have talked from time to time, like, where are you? What's the next step? What's the process? Almost coaching each other. And it's, it's helped get them to that place of a finished product or uh, I guess she's already got hers published and you'll have yours published soon. Um, but, it, you know, something can be very daunting at times, especially a book. I mean, I can't even imagine writing a book and then all the stuff you got to go through. Because, you know, when I write an email to catch up with someone, it's like four sentences, I'm done. You know, I just share my whole life right there. And... Uh, <laughs> But uh, anyway, you know, sometimes you just need that. And so I encourage you to do that as well. You know, the identity we must have, the picture, the revelation, and we must have the boldness. And I think the, the boldness part is sometimes the hardest because there are fears and there's, there's areas of reluctance that we have that prevent us from stepping out of the boat or into the stuff that God really wants to because we are comfortable. Our income can be comfortable. Our way of life can be uh, comfortable. Our community can be comfortable, whatever it may be. But the Lord wants us to live in a place where we're comfortable with being made uncomfortable. And that's not uh, that woe's me, we're always going to have a thorn in our side type thing. He wants us to always be kind of like Isaiah. Um, Here I am, Lord. Use me, send me, wherever, whatever you want me to do. And he's not always going to send you to places where, you know, you're going to have no clothes or no food or anything like that. But he does want us to have that willingness that is there versus, okay, God, here's what's going to be best for me. Um, Sometimes we have that attitude. And so just encourage you uh, to continue to work through this and take it out from time to time and and just see what what the Lord is doing. So let me close in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much just for a reminder of what you do and what you want to do in our lives, Father. I thank you for each person in this room. I thank you for who they are in Christ, who we are. Thank you. Remind us every step of the way of who we are, Lord. I pray, Father, that you just continue to give us a a picture, a revelation of what you're doing in our lives, uh, whether it be day-to-day or week-to-week or year-to-year, Lord. Uh, Continue to show us where where you're marching us towards and what you're wanting to accomplish within our lives. And, Lord, help us to overcome fears and apprehensions, uh, areas of reluctance, Lord, that may prevent us uh, from stepping out and, and doing the things that you want us to do. Give us a new sense of boldness, Lord. Lord, we thank you for who you are and what you're accomplishing through each and every one of us. Thank you for the gifts that are uh, implanted inside each person, each one of us, Lord. Just continue to call them out. And may we just expand your kingdom. May your light just shine brightly through us, Lord, wherever you have us, in our homes, um, in, our, in the marketplace, uh, where we go and, and we eat and we shop, Lord. May we just continue to be your mouthpiece and, and a vessel for you. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, we are dismissed. Have a good afternoon.